0: you're back use me tv episode 152 jesus i'm so sorry i've so been slacking this week i was like yeah we're gonna get at least two more episodes in this week but no i fucked up not doing it as well as i should be uh you're
1: appreci- killing it so.
0: i appreciate you thank you for coming uh riley oh, I'm
1: coming <laughs>
0: <laughs> riley you're awesome thank you so much everybody we have riley in
1: the studio and this is, it is.
0: riley thank you very much Uh, Thank you. the fact that you actually came makes me feel so nice that you reached out to me and were like, hey, I saw a little bit of your podcast. I'm so down to come on it. Yeah. And that's been super awesome. Yeah, you
1: have some great people on here, like um, Danger Varos was on here a couple weeks ago, and then Matt, too.
0: Matt's been on here for times. I need to get Matt back on, too, because he's actually... He was kind of a little serious on the last podcast where really, he was really like talking philosophical
1: about... And, yeah, and
0: talking a lot about, like, native culture and stuff like that. yeah. And they were just like, hey, man, this is pretty... He, he saw another episode where it's just like, oh, my God, you, you're drinking? You you just chill out? And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just how the podcast ends up going, you know? Sometimes yeah, yeah. it gets into a very touchy, serious subject, and sometimes it's just straight balagna all the time of just random stuff and just, mm-hmm. just whatever comes to mind, so... Thank you again for coming. I appreciate you so much. So uh, just so my viewers know, I actually met you through a past guest, Matt.
1: Matt Livingston, yes.
0: And uh, did he kind of like, hey, go check it out. He does a podcast or I just got done doing a podcast. Like, how does that work? Then then you ended up hitting me up and you're like, I'm interested.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, It's so cool that you're doing stuff like this because I feel like Albuquerque needs more of these local productions where we talk about our people here and matt is actually a friend of mine from film school i was in the grade above him and this is all stuff you don't even know but um yeah see here we go (laughs) yeah and for everybody watching this is my first time meeting angel but he's really awesome thank you yeah we're just starting off too
0: so she's, she's 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 being nice
1: Right, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get that beer in you on it,
0: right? You, really You're gonna really out. start to find out more.
1: Uh, Matt, though, Matt Livingston, he I saw the episode you did with him, and okay. then from Matt's episode, um, I sent him a text and I was like, Hey, congratulations, that was an awesome interview. And then he was like, Oh, my friend Angel does Muse Me TV, you gotta get on it, I'm sure he'd love to talk to you. So he was like, Reach out to him, and then a few months went by. And then I reached out to you recently because I've been wanting to, like, do more stuff on podcasts and, like, collaborate with more people and share stuff about that I'm doing or, like, new projects that I have have coming up and just kind of really getting to know more connections because I just graduated film school, so I'm always trying to, like, look for... New talent, because I write, I direct, I produce. And okay.
0: and it's, it is that thing where it's just like the more you know, right? So yeah, and the, the more the people more you, know you
1: know, too. Yeah, and it's like where life is this, this giant puzzle, and we're putting it all together without looking at the the box. So we have no idea what image we're, like, putting together, but we're we're figuring it out. And at the end of it, we have, like, a big completed masterpiece, you know? So that's kind of what I feel like these relationships are, like... Um, like just getting a new piece to the puzzle for me anyway, and I don't really don't know what's gonna come from uh, meeting anybody, but it's always good things. You get out what you put give in. And yeah so
0: that's very true.
1: kind of like another thing I contacted this other guy about like working on a project, co-producing it, and we I ended up going in a different direction and producing like my own script, directing and um casting it. but I stayed in touch with him, and I've actually collabed with him as um, a model on his other projects. That's how I got my last project, Graham Monroe. He put a call out, and he remembered me, and so then he cast me as oh, the Oh, that's the, the dream, leader. right? Uh. It was it's about your connections and like who you know, and then obviously bring what you know into that space. But it's all about meeting people and being very vulnerable in that and kind of not not feeling like you have to give your best interview you have to do your best at something but you just have to do it
0: even just meeting new people is kind of weird too uh like takes
1: a lot of courage
0: yeah okay so that's that's kind of what i've had a problem with now is like doing the podcast i actually cold message a lot of people where i don't really know them yeah Yeah, but i know kind of a little bit of what they do so maybe i might know the same people that we know but i've never met them or learned about them in the industry and then i'm just like hey what's up i have a podcast would you like to come do it and either it's like 75 percent of them don't even answer back lame and the rest of them will be like oh well you know uh, I would be down if I knew a little bit more about it. Then i try yeah. to like give them links and stuff like that. And some of them do go and they're kind yeah. of like getting some more situated and stuff like that. But it is the whole aspect of just meeting new people and just yeah. not being nervous to do it. Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, if you've seen my Instagram photo, it's not like anything like, oh my God, this
1: this, hot. this creepy guy
0: <laughs> is like coming oh. to check me out and stuff. So it's, it's weird to think about. Yeah. But in that aspect, though, I'm, I'm glad, again, you have this courage and stuff, too, just to be like, it's another avenue for me to get out there, It's something else for me to do. And that is so humbling in itself, too, because I, that's how I strive to be as well. It's just like, I want to know more. I got to know more. Maybe this person will help me out more. Uh, I just need to know more people. And I guess it is just who yeah. you know in the business, too, because you never know what if in a few like maybe in a few years and stuff, you do get a lot bigger. And then they're like, oh, yeah, remember that episode back on Muse Me TV and stuff? And it's just like, yeah, hey, it's there.
1: I love the name too, Amuse Me. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yeah, it was... Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit more about the story then. Yeah. Dude. I actually I actually started off with the name Amuse Me TV. Uh-huh. Amuse Me. And so then I, I didn't do my research as well as I should have. So I looked it up and I, I actually went about maybe about 10 to 15 episodes of just doing Amuse Me TV and ended up finding out that there was already another kind of YouTube channel and a website and stuff called Amuse Me TV.
1: All established and stuff, Well, like they had the patent and trademark.
0: I don't know if they did or not, but they had way bigger numbers. So I was like, yeah. oh, no, they might have this stuff. So I was like, oh, that sucks. Uh, little did I find out, though, that Amuse Me TV is actually softcore porn. Oh, like
1: I know I. <laughs> it was
0: weird. It was so weird because then I was just like, oh, this is what I'm calling myself now. And I was yeah. just like looking at these videos. I was like, well, I mean, it's implied nudity, but it is kind of like
1: sexual and stuff. I don't know what to do. I like it. Well, my name is Riley Del Rey and like, um, you know, I have a very controversial past. And so a lot of people look me up and Google me and kind of see my previous career in law and politics. That, I used to work in Washington, D.C. And yeah, like I, I was, yeah, I
0: was going to say that, oh, too. so you saw that? I, I didn't see a lot oh, of okay, it, but yeah. especially, like, doing the research and stuff, looking yeah. up, I'm just like, oh, shit, she's actually been to Washington? What the heck? Yeah, like, I whoa, used
1: to work
0: there. What? what? Let's, like go ahead. It's like a meat grinder. <laughs> it chews
1: you up and spits you out, and, you know, sometimes you can, like, evolve into something else, and that's kind of how I got redirected into film was that... I couldn't stop this evolution or progression of where I was heading as a person. And so obviously I got a rude awakening in law and politics. And then now I'm telling stories, which is what Capital Barbie, my last project that Matt was on, too. It was kind of autobiographical in that way. Um, but the Riley Del Rey, like when people Google it, like I had so much trouble getting employed in like law firms or different political organizations. That I started telling people my name was Riley Ray. And there's... um. There's a porn star named Riley Ray too. Oh so then god. they Google Riley Ray and they get they get some porn, um, and then they don't really know anything about me. And so that's kind of uh, kind of one way I like will introduce myself to somebody if I'm not really comfortable with them having access to everything about me on the internet because these days it's so hard to keep like private parts of your life private. Oh my god! Because people try to hold that against you, and so like that kind of happened in the whole political thing years ago, like you know, I had this part of my identity that I was keeping to myself because I didn't want people to, like, have any presumptions about who I was or my politics or my capabilities. And what you were doing. And so, that, but then I kind of relinquished that power because then they felt like they had some dirt on me. And so then they used that to, you know, kick me out, like, discrimination and stuff like that. And, it, you know, I I was on a different trajectory in life, but it put me on, like this more meaningful trajectory for me now too because I experienced some trauma some hardship but then I recovered from that and then that's how I fell into like telling falling in love with telling stories because people tell me like you're you're lying about all this you're nothing but an you're nothing but an actress and so I was like you know what maybe you guys are right I've always had this dream to be an actress and you know playing this role where I'm just like advocating for things and being smart and like You know, I really looked up to Elle Woods. I don't know if you've ever watched Legally Blonde. Oh, God. Like, yeah. She was my idol growing up. Her and Hillary Clinton. So I I had political ambitions. And for now, that's kind of taking a backseat. But... Through all of my work, um, it's all driven by that experience and that identity. And so my friend reminded me, like, you can't always run from, like, your past or your identity. That's always going to be part of you. It's attached to you. Like, it's innately you. Oh, gosh. But, um, you it- know, I just have to, like, accept that and really let that show through my work. And so I've been able to produce a few things, like, hashtag just another dead trans woman, which was a documentary about all the plights that trans people face, especially, like, if they're Native or um sex workers and stuff like that so that was I'm proud of my work and that that is all work that has been driven by like my personal identity and trauma in that and I just can't you know let people think that they have some sort of power over me because they they know about my past like okay. your past like it really does make you who you are. Yeah, it does but, shape who you are. Yeah, it does. It, it has a big impact, and, like, you don't always have to be scared of your past, yeah. especially if there's some sort of trauma or adversity. I think it's really admirable when you're able to just keep moving forward from that. And, you know, I'd be I'd be in a different place if I had not been so resilient or creative in, like, what I was going to do next, because I feel like, especially in the entertainment industry, we're always looking for ways to invent ourselves. Like, we're performers, like... And with that, we always have to create, like, new identities and new characters to help us get by. And do we really know the meaning of life? I don't think we do, but we're just, like, experiencing it. So why not have the most fun and do what makes you happy? Because at the end of the day, you're... You only got one skin, and, like, you're in that skin. Like, I'll never have your experience, and you'll pro- hopefully never have mine. But, um, but, you know, we just, like, go with the flow and just let our our true selves come to the table yeah
0: and what if well see that's what's crazy to think about too is like the way that in in that sense people do deal with like different diversity and like different struggles in getting where they are like in washington to actress in like is there a difference or similarities that are kind of like still that you still kind of can relate to. You're just like, oh, well, this is the same thing as like me in Washington or oh. just trying to be the, the person in the part or something like, yeah. Cause you, you kind of, uh, the way that it seems like is like in Washington at that time, it's probably super difficult to get your point across trying to get what you want to be said, heard and people actually listening compared to in acting and stuff like that it's a little bit you know the actors don't really get the creative control that they would like to or you can't really say the things you want to say so you got to kind of kind of keep your your step back and stuff like that is that still kind of the same similarities in politics and from acting like do you deal with that like now or
1: I mean that's a good question I think that politics is like being a celebrity but for like ugly people oh my god <laughs> i know i have a very tainted view of politics or like lawmakers because i've you know saw how the sausage was made if you will and so i kind of saw a lot of things on the hill where people would say one thing and publicly and do another privately or you know i feel like ideologically republicans and dems are very much the same but um it's and being in the entertainment industry it's kind of allowed me to be a, a more full full person in my identity because it's like hyper criticism in politics and then in entertainment it's like this huge magnifying glass on you like people watching every move wanting more from you but um it's it is similar in you know dynamics of working with large people and you know producing something for the greater good or so you hope and that's what i really love about the entertainment industry is it's like more collaborative okay again especially here in albuquerque we're so spoiled at that like everybody is on board to help with the projects nobody's really competitive about things here and so that's what i really love about albuquerque like we're not we're all occupying different lanes and we're all on this huge highway like headed to, towards bigger and better places and like doing my research for you too. I saw you played like guitar and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I'm really like, good. So hot. I'm I know do you have your guitar
0: here? Uh it's actually in the other room, but yeah okay, I yeah. I do I do play guitar. I've been playing for quite a while though too, and that's just one of those things where it's just like at this point now I just do it just to like keep myself sane. Yeah. Because it's just one of those meditative things where you just like I can pick it up and I can play, I can entertain people, I can There's so much with just that one thing that I like and it makes me feel like a a pretty cool person But going into the like entertainment business and stuff like that I feel like having multiple skills really does help you out a lot more than just being a master at one Because I mean I'm such a fucking nerd But I like to like do magic tricks like sleight of hand card tricks I'm just like pick a card and it ends up being your card and stuff like that But that's one of those things where it's just like oh well what do I get good at if I have all these different talents? Like, oh, should I be practicing guitar? Yeah, you should be. But then again, if you practice that magic trick, you might be able to do it and be more cooler with that. Or the video game thing too is like, Mm -hmm. I should be playing more video games because hundreds of people get paid for just sitting around and playing video games at a very competitive and cool, like pretty awesome state. So it just, I, I just don't know what to be good at in this industry as well like if i have like a lot of followers because of my twitch channel they're going to be like yeah. oh he has a lot of cool followers maybe we should cast him for a role or where they're just like list your special talents and then i go in for a role and i end up end up playing guitar really good and they're like oh this is what we were looking for not the thousands of followers that you have on twitch we're looking for yeah. th- this individual talents and stuff and me being who I am, like you said, too, what are we on this world for? What is what is really going on? And me not knowing that kind of makes me strive to be better at, like, everything that I can be. Yeah, just,
1: is there really, like, a true meaning to life, or are we just put here to experience this and really have fun to the max? Like,
0: that that's, that's what's crazy to think about, too, is, like, what can be the actual real answer to that? Because I'm not saying you're a spiritual person or anything, but we have all these religions and stuff, too, where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh... There there's a guideline to life. But then again, you end up finding out different things about these guidelines Where like, oh, like uh, recently I had on my podcast was a Mormon, a very, hot. very dedicated and like, oh, my God, not only was he a Mormon, he was gay.
1: And oh, well, yeah, okay, and and cool. he
0: still believed in the church full heartedly that he does. He maybe he's not meant to be gay. Maybe he doesn't like want. Oh, it's so sense. crazy! Like that blew me away wow. just to find out his perspective of maybe why he still would want to be in the Mormon. He's done it all too. The whole yeah. pray the gay away, end up going to counselors and stuff like that, but he still feels a certain way but still is really dedicated to the mormon religion and that blows me away too because once you start finding out little different aspects about life where it's like oh homosexuality is okay oh different uh trans and everything in this genre is okay everything starts becoming more apparent where it's like oh well this religion didn't let me do that but this religion does and i should join more of this or i should be more of a free open person and just accept everything for what it is and where we're at now, it's kind of hard to do that, especially with this whole left and right being red or blue. It's it's really hard because you kind of can be a really strong activist for the left, but still have maybe a red idea once in a while, but still be categorized as a bad person because, oh, you're not fully thinking blue or you're not fully thinking like a Republican. And I don't know. I'm in a crazy situation in this world. I don't know how to think about it. But I'm glad that you're here.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I know, right? It's, it's so freaking crazy. And I mean, in life, like, we're we're all just, tr- like, um, life is constant suffering, and we're just trying to reduce the amount of suffering we're going through. And we have the power to change things and move the needle. So, like, as, as uh, a gay Mormon, you have the power to, like, persuade the church or, like, get the church to respond better to, like, homosexuality or, like with me and my pilot capital Barbie, like, a, you know, we have the lead character, she's trans. And in the series, as I was developing it more, I was like, okay, is this going to be a trans person that has surgery? Or is this a trans person that's like really affirmed in her identity and doesn't want surgery and stuff like that? Cause there's so many philosophies under so many different umbrellas. And just because you're one thing doesn't mean you can't be the other thing too. Like, um, like, You can love cats, you can love dogs, you can have a lot of preferences and you can, you know, you don't have to put yourself, self-limit things. And that's one thing I've learned from a lot of my mentors was whenever you're working, especially as an actor, is just take the risk. Because, like, the director will love that and if he doesn't like that, they'll redirect you. But, like, you're always going to live with that doubt if you didn't take the risk and just go for it. And so with personal matters, when it comes to personal matters in your own life, just always go for it because at the end of the day you're the only person that you have to really look out for and um if you don't do it nobody else will yeah so like just like you have d- created this whole museum me tv like you did that you know and i think that we have this huge blindness when it comes to ourselves and recognizing the things that we've accomplished and um like Thank you again for having me on your podcast so much because this is, this is awesome, and I can't wait to watch more episodes because I'm, like, a big fan of yours, and that's what I love more about collaborating, too, is, like, people share their projects with you, and you got to take the time to watch them and, like, get to know them. And, you know, I everyone I meet, I always aspire to, like, work with them on something new. And so now that this is, this is our first time meeting, but I... I want you know, I want to, like, play with you now and, like, you know, write something and then we, like, go and act in it together because I want to have that experience, yeah. you know? And that's all I'm here for in this world is, like, I don't know if I'm really here for a higher purpose or whatever, but I know that I'm just, like, enjoying my life as much as I can. And um, it's confusing, too, especially, like, being emotional. Like, I've been thinking more about life on other planets lately and especially because elon musk is talking about going to the moon and mining the moon and it's like how could you want to mine the moon it controls the tides and it controls a lot on earth like taking away from that might change things and so it got me thinking like there's all these other life forms on other planets or are we truly alone in the universe
0: that's see that's again mind-blowing i don't fucking know i wish i, know, I knew right? but meta. there's so many things of aspects of it too because like i honestly feel like we don't even know enough about our world to even start speculating about other worlds because yeah. here in the rainforest they actually they just throw a net down every once in a while, throw some, like, fumigation gas, and new bugs fall in this trap all the time. They're really? That they're still... Like cate- Yeah, the yeah that they try to categorize and what's going on. Don't even get me started on the ocean. Like, oh. can we just imagine the stuff that's down there that we can't even see, yeah. let alone <laughs> what's undiscoverable? Like... Yeah. What do we I mean don't get me wrong space exploration is probably the way to go especially like with population and stuff like that maybe we do need to head to the stars and stuff like that Yeah but there's so much that we just don't know about life and is it something Yeah is it something that maybe we did end up knowing but we end up losing that same kind of aspect I don't know if you've yeah. heard of these things where they're just like oh Technically, there's been humans here before, well
1: who built the pyramids and who built this like perfect structure on all these different continents yeah. if there wasn't some higher uh, intellectual, thing intellectual yeah. yeah, that like who showed them how to do this technology that we can't figure out to today we can't reverse engineer to build a pyramid Yeah, like that so. it, that
0: blows that blows me away and the it's fact honored. that we're trying to figure it out but yet there's still other people that are just like no this is kind of the, the narrative and the story that we have and we're not going to differentiate from that yeah. which is like religion and stuff like that like we can't really be in a bad state with religion because then oh you, well you're going to hell and that's a bad thing it's like wait I'm just asking a question like isn't that something that should be respected or like kind of honored and stuff like that because I don't know. and the the curiosity. Yeah, especially trying to find out more about yourself and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, because that's really all we're, we're doing. Like, I've been in a relationship for five years, and over that five years, I've seen him change. I've changed a lot. And we're never the same people that we were, like, last week or two weeks ago, but it's that communication, that curiosity about who we are every single day that kind of drives us to keep talking to each other and keep working on this because even today there was like a challenge like who am i who do i want to be who am i becoming because we're all evolving with nature like um the way nature evolves over time like darwinism i feel like that's how people are in their own ex- life experience every single they were just evolving and so we can't really fight our own evolution or else we're gonna send our head into a tailspin because you just you'll go crazy if you don't just like accept that you're changing and growing up is people will call it all different sorts of things you're getting smarter you're getting more grown up more mature all that stuff and that's true but it really is at its core just evolving
0: yeah and that's true i guess of anything like they say that we don't even have like the same skin that we had 10 years ago like that constantly is being replaced and your blood's being changed out within yourself too. Yeah. It's being like reoxygenized and just turned into something different. So I I do understand the whole going through like evolving process with other people like yeah. you you kind of just just end up being different like we're
1: we're like such such like natural beings of this planet that like it is a sim like as leaves fall off a tree our skin is shedding into you know the air, the dust, and all yeah. that stuff and You know, that's being, like they say matter, matter is never destroyed or created, right? It's, it only changes form. And so like everything that we are has been something else on this planet.
0: Yeah, or it's just not as different as we think it is. Yeah, that's true. Like I I always like to use the analogy where it's like the microphone and stuff is kind of the same atoms and particles, but just in a different arrangement. If you took it to the very, very beginning stages... It's no different than what ours are made of, but it's just put in that different order. And you kind of can tell with language and stuff like that, too. It's just Mm -hmm. like when you start talking stuff, you see these words put in place, which understand meaning, value, morals, lies, all these different aspects. But you can rearrange it and do it in different ways. So sarcasm sounds like you're lying or being hateful can actually be something funny. And I, I feel like that is a big part of what we are in general as humans, created from everything just in a different way. So maybe, I don't know, that, that blows me away too when religions say like, oh, you'll be reincarnated into something else or you'll come back as something different. I mean, that's that's a cool little idea, a cool little niche maybe. I'm not too sure. I mean the way that it sounds like if i do die they put me in the ground my body decays turns into like flowers or different stuff that helps Mm -hmm. grow around me so i don't i get the idea of things changing and always being something different but yet it still kind of feels like we still are the same no matter how how crazy the being different really comes down to i still feel like a lot of us mostly everybody kind of knows that same feeling of being a good person, being nice, humble, without Mm -hmm. the whole of like, oh, you're black. Oh, you're white. You're Latina. You're you're Latina, right? I did see you mention that. Orale, así (laughs) vamos. Um, But yeah, so all these different aspects just blow me away as a young individual trying to figure out more about the world. And again, I don't uh, just trying to just figure it out Out without
1: curiosity. How old are you? How
0: old am I? Yeah, I actually just turned thirty. Oh really? Happy yeah. um
1: pre or next year. When was your birthday? Uh
0: cinco de mayo.
1: Oh, that's not. You just turned thirty. <laughs> I just Now's turned summer, thirty. Dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I turned thirty in, in May.
1: That, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, don't I look great? You for, do. Yeah. For thirty, you're like twenty early
1: twenties. <laughs> yeah. It's what everybody but says. Age is so arbitrary. Like I I got married when I was eighteen, and I got married to this man who told me he was 29 and all my friends and family were like there's no way in hell he's 29 but he was like buff and town and a state police officer and i was naive 18 year old and um found out he was 49 so that's how gullible i am Jesus. with age and um i feel like i feel like age is just so arbitrary sometimes i mean it does i but i do feel like age also says that you're at certain milestones okay. in your life so like i feel like as a woman i'm 28 right now i'm about to be 29 but i feel like especially at the end of my 20s i feel like i'm a fruit that's been ripening on a tree and like i'm ripe right now yeah. And so everything's kind of going my way thank the lord um
0: i see i see that all the time too like everyone tells me when i tell them i'm in my 30s they're like wow that's crazy i'm just like well i feel great like i'm i i'm not in I guess you can say physically and like statistically through like Um, science and stuff, I'm not at my peak, but I feel like I am because I still do these things that I was like doing when I was like 22 or 21, where it doesn't feel like some of my other friends or some of the other people that I know when they were 21, they're not doing anything close to what they're doing now. And it's just like, it's, it kind of just feels like a great youthfulness and I might be Asian. I'm not too sure, but I do have this like really this usefulness to what I do and stuff and uh one of my other friends told me that it's yeah, because the way you things. surround yeah. yourself <laughs> like you're so useful youthful that uh growing up it just kind of like kept feeding you with all the anime and all the the nerdy stuff that that kind of like the universe and somehow was listening to that in a sense Instead of it being like, oh well, I just turned 25. Maybe I should get rid of all my stuff. Maybe I should be more adult-like. And then by the time I turned 30, maybe I would have looked older.
1: Yeah. But
0: I don't know. Again, that's that's the beautiful thing about life and how things are made and created. It's just crazy as hell. It blows me away.
1: Dude, I think that your your nothing in nature is rushed, but is always on time. And we're we're all just like just a sponge of this earth. Like we. We get put in the ground, we're reabsorbed, we become a tree or something. We expel breath that gets inhaled by a tree, you know, and that whole process, but I feel like, especially when it comes to, like, our surroundings and creating the environments we want, like, a, like I love anime, I love all, I know who all these characters are. I don't know who they are, actually. But, um, I grew up on Sailor Moon, I grew up listening to Sonic Youth and um, Aerosmith, and so this, you know, it's like, this this time period in a lot of people's lives was their youth, you know. And the fact that you keep it around rather than hiding it in an attic or a garage or something keeps you young. Yeah. And people who do like, you know, they have children. Like that literally sucks the life out of you. And um, then you know they they become moms or dads, and then they're like, let me sell the boat, let me put take all the posters off the wall, but not. Doing that, I feel like our generation, like we're, we're the same age and our generation is definitely holding on to more of our personal identity and not, you know, having children because of the political climate, the divisiveness and just kind of being more individualistic, but I feel like happier too and just more like at peace, like about where we're headed individually.
0: That makes sense. Yeah,
1: do you feel that too? Yeah.
0: Especially coming from like a Hispanic family and stuff too. They have not these goals but these kind of like ambitions for you before ten before time. Like, you know, my mom before
1: you're ten, yeah. Yeah, my
0: mom (laughs) is always telling me like, Oh, you should be married, you should have a kid, you should be You should be this stuff, but I'm glad that you're having fun and like I I respect what you're doing But when are you gonna make me a grandma and stuff like that? I'm just like mom I'm not even thinking that far ahead and I kind of want to make sure that I have my life situated coming from the I guess not negative background, but the kind of like Shorter end of the stick because my mom did have me at a young age and I kind of saw that struggle of her growing up trying to fend for kids at that age. And I'm just like, oh man, I don't want to do that because I saw how hard you guys had to work and stuff for that. And I feel like she really understands and respects that coming out from me. She's just like, well, as long as you're doing what you want to do happy, I don't care what you do. And that that kind of is, is, is nice to think about too from my mom and stuff It's just like, oh, she's actually paying attention to like what I want to do and not constantly... Throwing no. these things at me, where it's like, "This is what you should be doing." This what is was how your she-
1: mom doing when she was your age?
0: Uh, when my mom was my age, I was already ten years old. About okay,
1: wow. Ten years old. So you, you, your mom did have a young family.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I was the firstborn son, and I was born. She was eighteen when she had me. Wow. So yeah, it was the 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 love child. Yeah. Experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then even then too, like my mom. Uh, married way later on in life, but she got together with a Mexican man who literally wasn't an elite. He was illegal still and he didn't have his papers or anything. So with the certificate and all the stuff that he had to verify who he was, that's who he went by all the time is by Angel Angel. And so when my mom had me, she wanted me to be a junior to my dad, but my dad ended up having to tell her after that i was named that like hey my real name isn't angel it's actually idiasad these are just papers that i use to get across oh my god
1: so i'm named after yeah i'm
0: i'm I'm named after somebody but just not in the sense that it's not really real you know my dad i mean some people do call him on sometimes but his real name is idiasad and
1: Oh, okay. And so
0: does he like go by Ivide like, now, Yeah, or his last name, Sanchez. They always call him Sanchez too. But uh yeah, I've never that that to me is kind of the, the commitment and the level that my mom wanted to have at her her young age and I'm just like God damn, see mom, I don't wanna do that. I know, right? I would That's be a so bad if I like literally introduced somebody at that age and was like, Hey, yeah, my name is Anhel, but people call me Angel or something stupid like
1: that. I know I don't know like it's I feel technology is making people a little more like nervous or feel like less less courageous to meet people in person because we just get such instant gratification on the net where we see a picture we're like oh let me see what else is out there and sort of stuff when back then it was kind of relationships so hard stuff that yeah and they would like You know, they'd meet people at dances, they'd meet people at the grocery store and stuff. The bailes. Yeah, the bailas (laughs) and everything. That's how my parents met, actually, is um, there was a dance going on in Texas, and my mom is also a young mom. She had her first baby at 16, and that's my oldest brother. Um, But uh, she actually had to give that child up for adoption, and her parents... So let me kind of just back up and tell you about the origin story of my family. Um, she is undocumented. Like her whole family was from Mexico, and then from um, from Paral, her father like pistol whipped his oldest son and was like, "You're not going into the cartel. You're not doing. Going to be part of this drug culture here. We're we're literally moving." So they like she has eight siblings at that time and she was like the youngest child at the time and then they crossed over the border like literally walking and migrating and then um her family picked all over the u.s like potatoes apples onions and um they finally settled in new mexico where there wasn't too much going on so they could build their house and grow their family okay she had like four brothers under her and at that point she was 16 years old cheerleader in high school has a baby, and then, um, you know, starts that adult life really young. And uh, we're, as we're kind of in the inverse, we're still having our young lives in our adult life. Oh, yes. And, like, um, the, oh, yeah, and so then she went to, uh, she had some kids, like, I'm the last of six kids, and so she already had a family, an ex-husband, all that stuff going on. But she went to a dance in Texas, and she was there with this dude and then this other dude wanted her and so they so then he got in a fight with the dude she was with and they all went to jail together on halloween and Uh. um (laughs) and then you know as history has it like my mom and my dad like stayed in touch and then i was born and then the last child my mom was like this is a perfect child i can stop having babies now and um and that was after six kids, but I don't even remember where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, they, that's how people met, was this so organic back then. And, like, we're, we're here today, like, technology kind of connected us, but, like, we are both you know, you invited me over and then I yeah. I had to show up, you know, and now we're meeting and forming this relationship so. compared to
0: like uh, there's because a lot of times it's just like, hey, how's it going? I saw you somewhere or like I want to talk to you and stuff. And yeah. unless they rem, this is this is a personal experience as well. Yeah, tell um, me about that. Unless they really remember you. Yeah. you come across as a creep if you start talking to them online? That's how I see it. Yeah, like
1: girls, girls are kind of nervous like that at,
0: at this stage it is it's kind of that's weird a good reason well yeah and, and that's that's how shitty that everything's been put in front of them too is that like oh there's this going on there's also uh pretty bad rape there's pretty bad like you know sex trafficking through like instant messaging and talking online yeah. and stuff and then
1: a lot of predators
0: yeah it's 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 a serious thing but then that puts such a burden on everybody else that like well especially during covid like i can't really be like hey would you like to meet somewhere or do you want to hang out it's more of like hey i'm trying to talk to you through like social media and stuff and it just comes across as weird
1: yeah and there's so much going on on social media especially professionally like more and more stuff is People are using Facebook to like cast things or like get involved on projects and.
0: Or catfishing.
1: Yeah, or catfishing. <laughs> and there's this guy that I I actually when before I came here I did a test shoot. He's he's a big like uh, art department head, and so he did a test shoot. With me on this new production that they're doing, and maybe we can talk about that. Yeah. On another episode once that's released, so I can like share
0: uh, some
1: more stuff about that.
0: Incognito.
1: Yeah, and so in the getting the skinny, you know, and um, but he told me he reached out to models online, and the reason why he likes working with me so much because this is our like third thing doing together, is because um because I'm available and I'm not like. When he asked for my number, I wasn't like, Oh, why are you asking for my number? Oh, you want me to meet you? Like, I'm not gonna meet you. Like I like you know what you're getting involved with, you know, you do a little research on the person, you're thoughtful like that, and like, you know, you you go with this courage, but also this vulnerability of meeting new people and so there's so many other women like that have missed out on these opportunities to be involved in the film industry because they're a little nervous about who they're getting involved with and this guy has a good reputation um but it's just some people there they're we don't know where they're coming from on that like they might have had been in a very scary situation like that before um and they, you know people are still trying to like figure out you know if this if they want to be involved in such, like, a public thing... and Because so, so many people don't know what our industry is about. Yeah. And so they think it's all just, like, glitz and glamour, and they don't really understand. Like, it's about being vulnerable in a space, especially as an actor. Like, you have to really, like, show up, be a blank slate for your director, but also come with some sort of vulnerability that you bring to the character that makes people, you know, their pathos and ethos with that same character. And I feel like some people are just so... So scared to express themselves or scared to get involved for for whatever reason. But when you do take that risk, like it's always a calculated risk in it, like anything, but it pays off. Yeah. Like, you know. That's what we're
0: hoping for is that it does pay off.
1: Yeah. I think it's always rewarding because you always have, especially in the entertainment industry, if you collaborate with someone, you have something to show for it. Yeah. Which is. What I love about our industry, like whether it be a photo or a video or a podcast or anything like that, we're all about producing and creating content and entertainment and you know staying current with our friends and our family and um you know that's why I got into this business. I'm sure you got into this business because you like to to be seen too, and yeah. you like to share and you like to express yourself, yeah, and there's some people who aren't meant for our industry because they're they're like scared to be vulnerable
0: yeah very timid shy yeah all these other aspects of not being able to
1: yeah and especially like with learning something like guitar i don't like if you want to tell me a little bit about how you learned how to play but some people are so scared to develop a new skill because they don't want to suck when they first do but... and that's
0: the that's literally what's going to happen for at least two years
1: like yeah. i
0: don't i i mean there might be some people that are really good at guitar within the first year but it does take practice you gotta you yeah. gotta get over that whole
1: you gotta get some calluses yeah, in your Yeah,
0: of just not sucking because y- you are going to suck. That's, yeah. that's so, like, I still bash myself all the time. Just like, yeah, I, I still suck. I know I, I'm i not the best, but that kind of gives me motivation to keep trying harder and keep playing at it. Because I, I literally try every day to play at least for one hour. At least ev- every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have to at least dedicate it to, like, some sense where you're actually putting the time and effort because... Yeah you hear people that have been playing as long or less as I have, and they're 30 times better, and mm-hmm. they tell you the same exact thing. It's like it's all practice, and it's all just putting in that time and effort. Mm-hmm. But it's just not being scared either. Like uh, You did talk about it too, it's just taking chances and stuff like that. Yeah. Like uh, My very first time I was ever on stage was at a middle school talent show, and I was singing The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. The nerves were scary. Oh, Everything was out. And
1: that's an edgy song from middle school too. Yeah, it beautiful was Beautiful People, Beautiful People, it that was one.
0: so weird. Yeah. At that time it was just so weird. But I that I love the
1: video for
0: that. That, that experience makes you grow into what, what you see now is like I I can totally go on stage no matter where. If you've even been like, Hey, I got a spot for you for ten minutes, come play guitar. I can yeah. fucking rock that show. Hands down, no, no ifs, ands, or buts, because that development of actually letting go and like, eh, who gives a fuck? I'm just gonna do it, and then now it's to a point. Where, for you, yeah. Yeah, now it's to the point where I'm just so good, I I can do it for anybody. Like even if you guys awesome. want me to, or just if I wanted to, or hey, can you play? Because uh, I also work at a retirement home. Yeah. I work in the kitchen at a retirement home, and. I haven't for a while, but every once in a while, I just take my guitar, my acoustic guitar, and just walk down the halls and just play Aww. the music, and you'd you'd hear it too, where they're just like, "Oh, onhead's finally here; he's playing Aww. again and stuff." So you hear it.
1: like life music. Yeah, exactly. Especially like from an angel.
0: It's so fucking perfect that I'm it makes me feel, control. makes me feel like so humbled knowing that I can really entertain anybody with the time that I put into trying to entertain people.
1: Yeah, and but. Yeah. That exchange of energy, again, like you know you're you're making these sounds that are literally being absorbed into these people's ears and brains and really changing their attitude and their mind and like you you have no idea how like much medicine you're giving them because like they're maybe they're remembering something or maybe they're taking comfort in yeah. the fact that you're playing a, a song and
0: or it took the time to really yeah. think about that too like. Uh, I guess it's so special yeah just going down the hallway and playing this the music they'll just be like oh that's actually something that never happens or yeah. oh that's so cool that he's actually doing that again and stuff like that so it's it's really humbling and I f- kind of feel that way in entertainment yeah. it's like if I if I have the chance to make somebody laugh or smile or be in, intrigued by anything I'm doing I feel like I'm doing my part in entertainment Mm-hmm. Where it's just putting myself out there so that they are entertained. That That's my biggest goal is to be as entertaining as I can to anybody and everybody. But I haven't let go of really trying to be that person badass because i still kind of am subjugated to a nine-to-five job where i'm just like oh, i have to make sure i work a nine-to-five job to pay off my car and i have a place to live yeah instead of being like fuck it i'm going straight to los angeles with my guitar and a suitcase and i let's see what it takes me i believe in myself yeah. i really feel like i can a do it journey. but i'm so scared because the the all the other the stories of like
1: the Boulevard of
0: Broken Dreams. I'm so talented and I tried so hard but I didn't make it. And I see these people and how talented they are and I'm just like, wow, if he didn't make it, what makes it think I'm gonna make it? Yeah. And this always comes into play with my aspect of entertainment as well too. Is like yeah. I feel like I'm so good, people always tell me I should be doing more, but then I think about it and I'm just like, Oh, I'm probably not as good as I think I am, or just wait till i get to a big city wait till they actually see a a. a wait till i actually get into a big pond because right now this pond isn't as big but i shouldn't have that aspect i shouldn't really be thinking like that and that's my problem that i've been dealing with going into my 30s now i'm just like is it wasted time that i'm doing this because I'm, I'm so scared or to just growing cojones i mean I it's it's weird uh, uh I feel like I'm letting out a lot here, but no,
1: that's good. Tell me about it.
0: But that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's life in general. I feel like mm-hmm. if you can't really speak or talk about the things that make you happy, or the things that bother you, or the things that make you intrigued or anything, then mm-hmm. what's the point of actually having this conversation or being able to understand more about each other? Like, mm-hmm. I'm—I'm I, I'm probably coming across as like, oh, holy shit, this guy can talk and he actually does have a lot to say and stuff, but. Okay. I've learned more about you in the past 45 minutes and a have in all the research that I can be doing, all the other, oh, let me see this post, let me read the comments, let me see what I find. Yeah. It's different. It's
1: a different experience.
0: Especially, especially now, it's totally different with the whole COVID thing and like not being able to talk with anybody. I've had a lot of people refuse the live uh, podcast and always try to opt to the Zoom call. Where they're just like, oh, I'll be on your podcast, but I can only do it by doing Zoom. And I'm just like, unfortunately, I don't like that experience and it's not as humbling to me. So maybe we'll get together after this whole COVID thing is calmed down or they do end up coming up with something. So just being able to do this with you has been pretty uh, humbling and super, super awesome. I'm I'm really (laughs) proud of it, too, because I'm just like, oh, man, there's so many people that I'm going to share this with and just be like, see... You can come on the podcast and it is, uh, I can reassure you with my COVID safety, like I work at a retirement home and I've been tested over 32 times in the nostrils. And it sucks because I'm ready for alien probing. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's nothing. But in that sense, it's to where it's, you just have to take a chance. You really just do have to take oh, a I chance.
1: I the same nostril
0: they uh they have a newer test now where they don't stick it all the way up in your nostril, yeah. they kinda just touch the inside rims, but they have to do both nostrils. So it's weird. It's not uncomfortable. Have you been tested?
1: Yeah, I did. Um I had a test and I've a deviated septum, which is why I'm so nasally, but I got hit, with, hit in the face with a bowling ball when I was younger. A yeah.
0: bowling ball? Yeah,
1: my brother and me were fighting, and he grabbed this bowling ball and swung it at me, and boom.
0: Oh, my Thankfully, God. Thankfully, it's,
1: like, not crooked or, it's not, like, too crooked, but.
0: And you could think of it as just, like, a football or something. No, it was a fucking bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: And I, I don't know, like, it, it just, like, kind of made everything shift. And so when I forgot my first COVID test, they, like, shoved it up my nostril and then they were like oh it's not going in and so they're trying to like really push it in there and um i was just like you're already fit you know they're like oh you have a deviated septum let me try your other nostril and then i was like and then and so um it's been affecting my breathing though and for years like i've been trying to develop my singing and stuff and i just feel like now like it's because of my breathing i can't control my breathing and so i also do uh competitive swimming and so i'm like in the pool all the time and i just felt like i could never really compete with everybody else especially because i'm very athletic and so um also when i would go for runs i'd be like why am i getting more tired than everybody if i'm like working out the same have the same habits routines but it's because of the breathing and you really have to control your breathing if you want to like perform singing right or even speaking right and just there's so much connected to our breath, and so we have to get a grip on that. And so, um, I figured out I had that deviated septum from my COVID test, and then it just kind of clicked to me why I was struggling in these other areas of my life. So okay. then I like got a face scan, and it showed like I had a deviated septum too. So it's like been a whole thing. And so yeah, the the breathing part of my life has been hard ever since that day. that was
0: like 10 years ago dang that's that's crazy to think about too because yeah yeah, i mean i try to dabble in the singing and stuff too but i get what you're saying where you're kind of using your diaphragm kind of have this like power building from like your your
1: from here and like your core and everything yeah like you're supposed to hold the breath in there and then it come from there and it's it's been difficult
0: that's crazy but yeah
1: so you sing too
0: yeah i've I, i kind of I I like to do a little bit of singing on my Twitch channel and stuff like that, too. And I just—I know the benefits of it, too, because there'll be so many times where, like, I do a really intense couple songs, and I feel it in, like, my abdomens. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is why I have a six-pack. It's not because I do fucking— I want
1: to see your (laughs) six-pack. Oh, my God. I do. I want to see it.
0: But in that sense, (laughs) yeah. I'm not going to see
1: it. (laughs) That's fine.
0: But, but, uh, (laughs) I mean— in 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 that sense, I mean, it's just yeah, just developing it and practicing and coming up with different things. It's it's crazy to think about my beautiful six pack. It's not that great actually, and then especially at this angle, it probably looks like I'm fat now. Um, here I you said. go, guys. There you go.
1: That's hot. It could be love hotter. It, it could be way ring? Hot. No,
0: <laughs> I actually got the. That's my very first piercing. Was yeah. the nipple. I try to hide because my friends were all getting lip piercings and stuff. Yeah. And I try to hide it and from you it.
1: Got the I did. On. I got
0: I got snake bites, and oh, then bites. and then I end up doing a spider bite on this side. A so spider. it was two and one on this side. Yeah. But I recently took them out uh, this year because I was yeah. just like, I think I'm getting too old for this. It's uh, <laughs> it's That's that cool. damn 30s. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> Um,
1: Yeah, well, you're experimenting, and you're still learning, like, your personal style. Yeah, like, I, like... You you can always poke yourself again if you want.
0: Yeah, it's so true, and then I'm pretty sure these holes aren't gonna, like, I've had them since, for so long, I've had them since I was, like, like 18, so I've had them ever since then, just recently, this year, I turned it off, like, I Uh took them out, so there's still gonna probably be scars there, there's still gonna probably be, like, an imprint, if I just wanted to, just a quick little poke, and I'm back at it again, but the the nipple piercing was my first attempt to be like oh i really want to get a piercing but i want to hide it from my parents because yeah. my dad is a, like well you heard the story he's a super mexican so yeah. he was totally against tattoos super
1: mexican is
0: super <laughs> super mexican against tattoos against me painting my hair and stuff yeah. like that he was against all of that stuff Blonde's
1: not just a color, it's an attitude.
0: Yeah, and then growing up, like, I kind of had to hide that stuff from him. My mom was cool, but she was kind of in the situation where I don't want to make your dad mad and I don't want to upset him. So she kind of sided with him most of the time. But there were some times where she's just like, oh, whatever, you already have it. I'll, I won't say anything, but if you get caught, that's on you. Yeah. Uh, same thing with my tattoos and stuff. Is like, th- Those came in yeah. because I was trying to hide them. They like, are
1: hidden. I like don't see them right
0: now. I only have the two on my chest and yeah. then the, on my arm. I also have one in the back of my leg, too. But those are all stuff that I didn't want to be shown as well. Because now getting older and stuff, too, I'm just like, well, what if I did want to be in an acting role and they're like oh you'd be so perfect but you have this tattoo yeah and i don't know if we want to actually do the makeup every time to get rid of it and so yeah. those little aspects come into play sometimes but again i don't know the film industry as much as i i really want to i've yeah. barely started to dabble in it this year like very small increments of like being an uh, I, asked matt was like hey matt you think you could help me out by making a portfolio taking a few headshots and stuff for me so i can have something to send he's and yeah. he's like yeah for sure let's do it so we were gonna do that but he ended up right away saying hey there's this audition for this part you should audition for it i'll let them know that you're gonna audition i did it i totally they said you got the part and I went straight to that right away. So I was just like, that's yeah. so crazy. And, and now, that's the
1: new Charlie Chaplin thing that you're filming this
0: yeah, weekend. Yeah, with Matt and a couple other people that I know. Because the main actor that was actually going to play the Charlie Chaplin role... He's a fellow comedian as well that I've met oh, in the yeah. comedy scene. What's the name of him? Elijah.
1: Elijah, yeah.
0: So I've met him through that. I was like, hey, dude, heck yeah, we're doing this together. Is
1: Elijah Cummings?
0: What, Williamson? Elijah
1: Williams, yeah. Yeah, Cummings. <laughs> I know, I'm like, where did I get that?
0: <laughs> that? That's from, I don't know who that's from. Who is that? It's
1: like, I don't know. I you're
0: know. like, I worked <laughs> with somebody with that name before.
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, that's so awesome, dude, and I like, can't wait to see that. I'm glad you're... You're like, you got such a, you you know, you're doing what you what you want to explore now. Yeah. It. And it's your first acting gig. And so it's like, if you don't like it, you can leave it behind or you can continue pursuing it. And Dude. you're like, just at the start of this brand new journey, like your 30s, you're dabbling in, you know, the acting world now in front of the camera, which is a whole nother lifestyle and everything. And it could Go really far if you
0: want it to. Yeah, and it's, and it's just it's, putting in the work too. just yeah. doing it because that—that's that thing too. Is I just gotta, just gotta kind of let go and just do it because I feel just like do it, yeah. Because if I got in that situation where they're like, oh, we have this really big part for you, but it's every day on Wednesday at four p.m., I'm just like, fuck, that's when I work. who do i take what do i do like you'll
1: have to make that priority and like you know with a lot of actors they'll quit their jobs when they get the part because that's what we all want to do like full time is just act and entertain and perform like that's all that we want to do like that's our that's i feel like that's our purpose is to keep people entertained and to keep people thinking and you know there this charlie chaplin thing like it's matt is He's very into comedy and I know he's does stand up too. And so this is his directorial debut and then it's in a genre that he loves and then you're involved with it and so you guys have that rapport. And so I think it's about also finding like your your little crew that you do projects with so that you're all uh, okay. you're all contemporaries and you're all rising together. And um like, uh, definitely Matt's going places, you're going places, and this is just, like, natural progression to move from gaming and podcasting into, like, in front of the camera, entertaining. you already do when you're yeah, podcast the... and everything. So yeah. you're, like, desensitized to all the lights and all the people and the microphones because that's, that's what acting is, too. It's, like, kind of doing something over and over. And, you know, there's so much going on around you that... I think you're doing, you're going to do a great job because you're already used to this environment.
0: Thank you. I do appreciate that. And that's, that's uh, very, can't wait to watch it. That's, that's very humbling too, coming from somebody like you who's done this. You've already been doing this for a while now. Like you said, you're, you were in the same program. You've done some of the stuff that Matt's done and stuff. So that's, that in itself is just like, oh, that's so crazy that she is thinking very highly of me. So, it's greatly appreciated oh, yeah, you
1: are a great person. <laughs> and it,
0: it's super cool too just to think about like this is could be just a stepping stone for other great projects other great ideas again meeting you and stuff maybe you might be like hey I know this skinny Mexican kid who might be perfect yeah. for this role or like hey I know this great musician who might be perfect for this or you know those different ideas that come up too and yeah. same thing with this too if like if this podcast or this anything ever just builds up and gets more of a following I know that I put in those times talking with you, talking with Matt, talking with Elijah, and we all kind of grew in the same aspect together. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we all wanted the same goal and the same dream. Hey, maybe I can help you out a little bit more, or maybe you can help me out. And
1: That's the film world here in NM. Like, it's just so collaborative and so like supportive and helpful.
0: That's what's up.
1: Um, what was I going to... I forgot what I was going to say now. Um... Oh, yeah, but as a as a writer, a director, like, that's really what I like to pull from is, like, inspiration from my own life, but also from the people that I know. So all my last few projects, I've literally written for the actors that I wanted to work with. Like, I met them on other sets. I'm like, you know what? I'm
0: going to write for this.
1: Yeah, I'm going to write a story, a script for them because I want to see them in this character. I want to play with them in this character. And so I worked with some really, like, great people. Like, um, the year that I met Matt, and Matt Livingston for everybody who doesn't know him, fifty millimeter Matt on Instagram. Go
0: check out the previous podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was that just the previous one? Not I mean,
0: previously. Probably like okay. like ten ago or something. Yeah. I get so and, and there's so many too. Like I can't really recall. Like oh yeah, I did Danger Varro's episode. I don't remember the episode because there's so much. Like they they end up piling on each other, and like I'm just a, like.
1: What I is, what is this a podcast called like filmography, discography, it's would, like a podcastography. A
0: podcastography. or yeah. episodes. Uh, epi- episodic. I have no episodic, idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird.
1: Yeah, and so I was um producing my project that I lost you, which is like a sci-fi western that was given to me as a challenge from my mentor like write something that's going to be really hard for the art department. And so I wrote this like sci-fi western thing and they built the sound stage and everything and Uh, it's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it, Um, but I had worked with this actor named Clint Openchain on this short noir called Betty's, and um, Clint was just, like, so stylish and such a great actor, and so I was like, I gotta work with this dude, and so I wrote this script for him, approached him about it, he's like, yeah, I'll do it if he can get a SAG contract, so then that really, like, Iron always sharpens iron. And so I'd never negotiated a, a SAG contract before. And so that I had the opportunity to do it so I could get him in my movie. Oh, okay. And then Clint came on to the picture. And then the journal had done a story on Clint before. And so they did a story on our production too. And Clint is just this amazing actor that I learned so much about acting from. He's. We had a fight scene, the very first scene we shot that day. And he was like, you make this fight scene look real.
0: Get it going. Yeah,
1: he's like, fuck me up. I'm going to fuck you up. And, like, we were literally throwing bowls and, like, on the floor choking each other. And, like, I, when I left set that day, <laughs> I was covered head to toe. All with Bruises. Yeah, because he was, like, choking me and, like, banging my head on the, the floor. And I was, like, punching him, like, kneeing him in the nuts. Like, you know, all sorts of crazy fight stuff that you know as a performer you can really hurt someone if yeah. you don't tell them like there was this other project where i like didn't tell this guy i was playing with that i was gonna slap him but i just did <laughs> it just I was, went like, for it will be it'll be great like you know you want more to realistic kind of value, yeah <laughs> but i don't think he appreciated it oh so my much. god so it's good to like kind of get consent but um, collaborating with Clint on that was just like phenomenal. Clint Openchain, I don't know if you already know him, but he's done, have you I've, heard of him? I
0: have to check that out.
1: Okay, yeah, he's amazing. He's, um, he was in Betty's and then he also did, like he's sag Astra. so he did, um, Better Call Saul. Dope. Keyhole, Keyhole Garden. I
0: hate myself so much right now. Yeah, why? I have to use the bathroom.
1: Oh, go, go, no, go for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate
0: everything right now. Um,
1: It's the beer, dude. Don't be breaking the seal.
0: You can say what's up to anybody that's in the chat right now. Uh, Okay. Make sure
1: sure to answer back, guys. You guys are awesome. Welcome. Okay. I'm going to look over here. Um, Sorry, guys. Adjusting my helmet. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the EOW. Flip your screen. Fire your producer. Gah. Okay. Amuse me 137. What up, Bro. Um, hello from Cape Breton Island, ca- Canada. Hello, hi. Nice to meet you. Is that Miley C? No, it's Miley. And then, um, I love her though. When you come to Cape Breton, we should meet, okay? He's, yeah, no, you guys should meet. You should collaborate on a podcast together. Hey bro, how are ya? Nice. I love you, chat. Um, how many people are watching? Oh, Cape... Eight viewers, cool. Um, but I'm gonna grab a drink. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like the most awkward person when I'm left to my own devices. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have a drink. Okay. Zero calories. Zero calories. Southern Comfort. Oh, oh my god,
0: that was horrible. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Do you feel relieved. Now? Oh my god, we're going for another hour now.
1: Nature call.
0: No, we're going gonna go for another two hours now, so we're good.
1: I'm gonna have the Do You wanna
0: right. indulge or? <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna have Please. a shot, I'll have a shot with you. Um, the
1: same thing or?
0: Whatever you have in whatever. <laughs> uh, let's do it.
1: No, it's comforting
0: and it's- you guys thank you guys for joining everybody dolan cody craftman michael maurice you're awesome maurice even told me too that i didn't fucking flip the screen either so what happens is like we'll be on the on the podcast and it was like this the whole time and it kind of sucks because it's pretty much backwards you know oh, like for
1: the viewers yeah so oh, okay, it's like the- a mere
0: image yeah so oh. maurice was like oh flip the screen fire your fucking producer Guess what, man? I'm the producer! I totally fucked up on that one, though. He's fired. But I do appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for taking over for a little bit. You guys! Oh my god! Okay, Uh, so I recently did Sober October. Sober
1: October, I like that.
0: All of October, I didn't smoke, drink, no psilocybin, no nothing. That's hot. I didn't do anything like that. But I'm back. It's November 4th. And guess what, guys? I've been super high all the time. I've been drinking a lot. Oh, hell yeah. And just just having a good time. But with that being said, yeah, Sober October is over. Um, cheers. Cheers. Thank right. you, guys. Uh, thank you, guys, for listening. If you guys are following, make sure to subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Uh, right now, we have about 12 concurrent viewers on right now.
1: Oh, if you guys if you know mine if um you guys wanna check out some of my projects or my Instagram page, it's at Lana Del Riley. L A N A D E L R I L E Y.
0: You're still gonna have to plug at the end of this too. Okay, cool yeah, just a I'll little, do This little F
1: Y I. Um I was actually sober for all of October and September and a few months before that 'cause Oh, I'm so sorry. Cheers. I did not take that. Sorry. See, I'm Mm so sober.
0: Okay. Matthew, thank you very much. Matthew is in this now. Thank you very much. Yep.
1: Hi, Matt.
0: Thank you for joining, Matt. We love you. Yeah, uh, we were talking actually about the project and stuff too. So we'll I'll see you tomorrow. He's going to be here tomorrow with some of the crew and we're going to talk about.
1: Really? That's hot. I love like that. that. I'm so tuning in for that. So it should be fun. I love fun. Matt so much.
0: He's a he's a great guy. Like, uh, I'm so glad that I met him. I yeah. met him through uh, a comedian by the name of Lloyd Lee.
1: Lloyd Lee?
0: Lloyd Lee. Yeah, he's this Asian comic who is really awesome. Super cool. And then he ended up wanting to film a special during COVID. Mm-hmm. So he rented out this building, and we went to go film the special.
1: What kind of special?
0: Comedy special. Oh, okay. Yeah, Come with on. no no audience, no nothing. That's hot. And Matt was the the... Um, he was a camera operator camera. everything see I, I don't even know the actual term oh, gotta
1: learn the lingo if you want to play bingo so
0: what would be dp then sounds like it's not
1: a dirty word it sounds I, like a, it i sounds thought like, it was too. sounds <laughs> like uh, donkey
0: punch or something
1: or double penetration <laughs> but um, i wasn't going that It far. means director of photography
0: <laughs> director of photography dp okay DP. Yeah, so. director of photography i
1: thought it was kind of naughty when i first
0: heard it i honestly <laughs> was going through my head all the times like what does dp mean what the hell does dp mean but director of well, photography donkey
1: punch.
0: <laughs> donkey punch okay so the director Yeah, you, you know
1: what the donkey punch move though is right
0: isn't it like
1: in real adult sex you know what it is
0: isn't it like you're kind of like giving it from behind and then you punch her in the back of the head
1: yes it's or the exactly person yeah, yeah.
0: Well, i don't get it either i mean i don't know
1: why <laughs> either like i don't like I'm like you know you can be a little king but like that's full on violence like you know like when I'm having sex like sometimes I'll be like yeah just fucking slap me but like not punch me in the back of the head like,
0: that 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 to me my is
1: king a little
0: that's a little weird i'd just be like what did you say again <laughs> cuz i would have to reassure them have to reassure that this is what they wanted oh my God. but that's true of like any kind of Yeah, sexual moves now and stuff like that, like, I feel... Very
1: creative.
0: You you have to kind of be very open with your partner. You have to kind of be able to just, like, lay it all out on the line, like, hey, I want to do this, or I want you to do that.
1: definitely. Because
0: if you do it, and then they get freaked out about it, then you're kind of put in the situation, like, oh, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, why did you even try to do that move? But...
1: Yeah, it's that, like, um... You know, at least warn them first before you try to put things in certain places and stuff. <laughs> I would
0: Im- I would imagine communication
1: like... is good in the bedroom.
0: Yes, so. very true. I've on yeah, I've honestly found that out over the few years that I've Yeah, it's been... like,
1: oh that feels good or oh that doesn't feel good.
0: Or, or don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean I learned a lot about sex growing up through Cosmopolitan magazine. I don't know if you ever read that.
0: It sounds sexy.
1: Cosmopolitan, <laughs> yeah, it's like a... <laughs> It's like a women's magazine that, you know, women, we're so, like, we're multifaceted. Like, it talks about, like, arts, culture, cooking recipes, etiquette, style, hygiene, like, fitness, like, just everything in, like, one monthly issue is women's magazines. And Cosmo, it always, also always gives you obscure sex tips. And so this is something I'm going to try, because I haven't, but I, just this conversation made me think of it. But I know, right? The the memory. But when I was uh 16, my sister had this book, and I was it was a, the Cosmo book, and so I was like reading through it, and it said, if you really want to surprise your boyfriend in the morning, get a dozen donuts and then get them hard and then put one on his his dick and then eat it off. And then I I always wanted to try that because I was like, that's kind of nasty but kind of sexy. <laughs> your face
0: I'm a little disappointed because like <laughs> wait what I I would be very disappointed because I would be like, oh, great. You only put two donuts on there. And then she's going to be like, yeah, of course. Would you want me to put 12? That's too many calories. <laughs> you know, One's good. 12? 12, 12 donuts? You're not that big, honey. <laughs> oh my
1: God.
0: That's what I would assume with the whole donut. Oh, my God.
1: Like, like it's an ego thing for Yes. I like, better I'll be able to have thing? at least yeah.
0: five to six donuts on me before you even eat, eat any of the donuts. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. I know. I'm also like, how do you how do you really like do that? You know, it's just like you have to obviously get his consent and say like, "I have something new I want to try. Let's like let me see your stick. Let's <laughs> let's
0: let's use the donuts."
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. How is dating going for you, by the way?
0: Like, uh, it's. Are you uh,
1: seeing anybody?
0: Like, not at the moment. I'm okay. not seeing anybody. Uh, there is. Again, this brings back to the whole personal thing is like I was there is this girl that I really like and I would I'm pretty sure we would hit it off so well. But you know her IRL. I don't. Okay. I met her before IRL. Yeah. But it was so long ago. uh, I'm a big uh, nerd and I've always gone to like all the comic cons and anime cons and stuff like that. So I've met her there a few times. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she remembers us being me meeting her because yeah. i've like referenced like hey i've met you a few times this is cool and she's just like oh, oh yeah she didn't say she remembered she didn't <laughs> say anything like that but yet i try to be kind of like nice and flirtatious where i'm just like hey yeah. i hope you have a good day today it's it's really nice to talk to you
1: oh, but, that I'm, is super sweet. but i'm
0: pretty sure she's getting it as like oh my god this creep keeps messaging me that's no, how I feel.
1: No, I feel like I'm, I can give you some female perspective on this. And, like, unwarranted messages from, like, um, wow, that's like pretty, that's hitting me now. <laughs>
0: See? Uh, yeah. Strong.
1: The fucking, what was it called? Sober October?
0: Yeah, Sober October.
1: I love it. Um, so- Now it's like not giving a shit november yeah do
0: whatever november
1: (laughs) do whatever november i like that and so with um the female perspective like you know guys will message me like hey good morning i hope you're having a good day and that's nice i'll i'll respond because i know that it takes a lot of courage to meet new people like i know how how vulnerable you have to be to initiate things um, cause I'm definitely one of those people that's like, I need to do something now. Like if I don't do it now, I'm going to miss my chance. Yeah. And so, um, people will like message me all the time and I'll, I'll say, oh, thank you. That's very polite. But I have no interest in that person individually. Like I probably looked at their profile really quick and saw that they're, didn't
0: little, see something you like, they're a little <laughs> older or
1: they're, or they're like just in a different, I has
0: got two donuts.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can only fit two donuts. you know? <laughs> But um no I'm fine with one donut, you know.
0: That's a thick donut. Like the th- donut better be pretty thick. Yes,
1: it's at least two inches. So. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you. We'll be here all night, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. And so yeah, you gotta add that one to your line
0: now. Uh, all the time.
1: Um yeah, I feel like I wanna play ring toss with donuts sometimes. Like I think that'd be that'd be fun. Um but uh yeah, just messaging a girl, she probably gets a lot of messages like that. So, kind of do something that sets you apart. Like, remind her of where you met. Like, maybe tell her, like, hey, do you remember me? That way you put a question that she can respond to. And then be like, we met at XX. Because you remember. Yeah. But as women, we get so much negative attention, or unwanted attention sometimes, that our filter just intrinsically is like, okay, let me, like, I'm a polite person. Like, I go above and beyond to to be polite. So, like, if I get messages, I try to respond to them. But sometimes you're just inundated with, with messages, but you can't respond to everything. And, um, so just get her attention like that. Be like, do you remember when you were at Comic-Con and you were dressed as Sailor Moon? Like, you know... I was dressed as tuxedo mask. Mm. Like, you know, give her those specifics so that she can recall. And she's going to be curious if she can't recall. So then she's going to be like, no, I don't remember. Can you tell me more about that? <laughs> or at least if she's like my my line of thinking. Yeah,
0: know? I know, right? That's that's always. <laughs> but there's
1: not a lot of Rileys out there,
0: and that's always the worst <laughs> to think about too. Is like, oh man, I hope she's thinking this way, but yet you can never be a hundred percent sure that's the way she's thinking. Like I've yeah. been, I've had a really bad problem. Unless you're in her head. Yeah, that, I've had even then though. I've had a really bad problem of making hundreds of scenarios like i'm just like okay i'm gonna do this and then these are the 500 things that might happen in this scenario
1: 500 yes
0: there's a oh lot my God. so i i overanalyze way too much yeah,
1: take it simmer down there.
0: but in all of these it it doesn't end up like oh what if she does think this is weird or what if she finds something very unattractive or what if she did go through the profile or there's so many what ifs that come up besides the whole who cares? Yeah. And what should be the main thinking of it is like, uh, there's this one quote of confidence that I like to bring up a lot is like, if you don't have confidence in yourself, nobody else will have confidence in you.
1: That's so true.
0: So even if I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Then yeah. that extinguished, is like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? She doesn't know either. So you're just making it worse on yourself but it's I, a mind fuck it it really does get to get to me sometimes where i'm just like oh well maybe i should just take that chance i should just take the chance but yeah. sometimes i'm just like oh i can't because i have to work this nine to five job or oh she might think of me as a creep or oh yeah don't do this <laughs> i don't know it's well, those
1: are possibilities you know and my philosophy that I operate on, a, and you know, whether this benefits me or not, but um, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, especially in this scenario. Um, yeah, you have these responsibilities, you have these commitments, but those are the stable things that make you a very attractive guy. So, like, a woman wants to know that, you know, a guy is committed to something, whether it be a job or a hobby or, or something. guitar. Guitar, yeah, that's a.
0: Uh, that I, I that have a,
1: Really, I'm sure that does it in for you.
0: I have a I have a joke too, where I'm just like, man, I spent 12 years of playing guitar and I still haven't gotten laid because of it, and which is a well, li-
1: guitar players, ladies, fingers. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of it's <laughs> it's
0: kind of true where it makes sense where you have when I was younger, I did have this ambition where I was like, oh, I'm gonna play guitar to get you know with chicks and they'll like the things that I do, but then again, there's that period where two years where I suck. So, like, what chick is going to want to be with somebody that sucks at guitar? And Um, then you put so much time into it where you you do get good at it, and then you're just like, oh, uh, they probably think it's weird because I spent so much time trying to get good at this one thing where I could probably have been getting good at doing this or doing that or doing this. Which I guess it just depends on personal taste as well, too. Yeah. uh, Because that's one thing that always blows me away, too, is like, what if I do like somebody but they're not into music at all? Then yeah. would I, should I really be trying to find my attraction to this person or should I really be trying that hard? What if they don't like the stuff that I do all yeah. the time? Like, uh, I guess one of the biggest problems is like, for one of my ex-girlfriends, I would always play guitar, but that kind of seemed like a burden because I was always playing guitar. It's like, oh, well, you're oh. playing guitar. Like, why don't you hang out with me? Or why do not we doing something? I'm just like,
1: okay, mm. I
0: get you. but
1: No, that's a red flag. Like, you shouldn't have to compromise your passions and who you are. Because, you know, you are a guitar player. And so you shouldn't have to compromise that to appease another person. That other person is going to support you. They're going to come listen to you play guitar. They're going to learn how to sing while you play guitar I don't know they're just gonna like value your individual identity and like in relationships they don't always have to be a carbon copy of yourself like my relationship couldn't be more different like I'm dating somebody who wants to stay private who has you know no interest in the entertainment industry anything like that he just really like at the end of the day he's looking for somebody that can support him and Whether it be, like, making him tea or telling him good morning or whatever. Like, the little things, we don't have to always be so invested in what our other people are doing. Because that's why, as individuals, we like the other person is because they're them. Because they're doing them, you know? Like, we're attracted to the single version of Angel and not to the version of Angel that's giving up guitar to hang out and do what?
0: I guess it was I guess it's more of the attractiveness like they like the looks and what I bring to the table instead of the things that I've grew up on and what I do. So like if you kind of take that first impression of like, hey, this guy's hot and this guy kind of plays guitar and stuff, I should get to know him better. Then they do get to know me better, but they like the fact that I'm hot and I kind of play guitar a little bit. They don't like the whole, oh, he's dedicated to practicing at least an hour a day. Oh, he wants to make sure that he's doing what he does to make sure he's getting better at what he wants to get better at. And those kind of get subsidized by maybe, oh, uh... I like her a lot, so I might as well not play guitar today because I want to make sure that she's happy with what's going on. So we're kind of like building this, uh, I guess you can say, middle ground point where it's just like I'll accommodate to you as much as you accommodate to me. But then again, the things that we accommodate to are kind of dragging us down in that sense. Like, again, she likes the way I play guitar, but she doesn't understand that it takes me at least an hour or two a day to get good at what i do every day in that sense is it worth it yeah maybe maybe she doesn't like the whole fact that she's like oh well guess what uh the whole fact that he didn't play guitar this whole week spend time with me but then he ends up playing guitar on friday because i brag about it am i really gonna be that good at what you bragged about because you didn't let me do what i do while i was doing it I sound probably like a misogynistic asshole.
1: No, 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 I get it. Whether you're female or male, like, I'm very much the same way. Like, I'm a creature of habit, so, like, I need to go swim my laps at the pool. I need to go for my bike ride. I need to do that. And recently I was seeing somebody new. Like, I am in a polyamorous relationship, so I have, like, a primary and a secondary partner. And... That How that works is like, it's all transparent, you know, everybody knows everything, we're all in communication together, we don't necessarily live our lives together, but we Understand. are aware, yeah. and we're okay with it. Um
0: Polyamorous.
1: Polyamory, yeah, it's yeah. like you, like my mom would always tell me growing up, why love one man when you can love many? Why make one man happy when you can make several happy? And so, like that kind of, that kind of stuck with me, because I tried the monogamy game for a little while, and got married um and I've always been kind of like a in relationships you know like I'm, I'll meet someone I want to spend a lot of time with them and just so happens that's this guy I've been with I've been with him for five years now the time just went by like that because of everything going on but we weren't seeing each other a lot so the way we made our relationship work for us so like forward thinking that a lot of people have trouble understanding it like he has partners outside of me i have partners outside of him but it's that transparency where it's like um okay i'm seeing this person and you know this is what we do and like this is our this is our life together um and this new person that i'm seeing wait where was i going with this what were we saying before that
0: (laughs) i was just uh specifying like different just the whole internet thing where I was trying to get with a chick and it doesn't work as well, especially with the, the blockades of, like, maybe I'm good at guitar and stuff like that. Maybe I'm talented in a oh, sense. yeah,
1: the routine. Yeah, so but like... they're,
0: they're not into the routine. They're into, like, oh, you're so good at this, but then they don't realize how good it t- uh, The work that I have to do do to be that good
1: yeah so like i'm doing like i i lost 40 pounds because i gained like a bunch of weight during quarantine and you you look great thank you just throwing that out there uh it it was a lot of hard work and that was my dedication to the gym i'm swimming again because like when i go off of my routines it affects me a lot and it makes me like irritable it makes me like unhealthy and so this new guy that i'm seeing like it's it's harder because when I'm with him I'll like um go shooting guns, I'll go fishing, I'll go outside of my exercise routine. So I'm not biking 12 miles every day. I'm not swimming, you know, for 2 hours every day. I'm not like doing my intense workouts that make me happy. And like you know, we enjoy each other's bodies and everything, but like when I hang out with him, I'm not committed to the things that I feel like make me a better person and the things that he enjoys about me okay and so like when I'm with him now I'm trying to more incorporate like those things that balance me out and so like I feel like in your sort of dating life your partner should respect the things that you do that make you you and like you know your dedication to your podcast and your guitar playing like if anybody doesn't respect your boundaries because that's what they are they're like boundaries for your mental health for your um you know your well-being then they just gotta go
0: yeah like, i can see that too because that's that is the main reason why i haven't really gotten into a stable relationship is because right now I can see the situation where she's like oh you've been in there for an hour and a half right now with her like why are you still talking like your, your other podcasts have only lasted an hour like what makes it seem why are you there longer and stuff like that so those little things would probably yeah. be a burden on me and I'll be like well I'm intrigued with what she has to say I'm very intrigued like the way she's speaking and I love having the conversation with her why is it a problem that i'm staying a little bit longer than what i usually do or don't do, do, do
1: <laughs>
0: that that's again that's very true yeah. like when it comes down to it i you just got to do what you got to do because again this this comes with the whole acting and like working a 9 to 5 job is like if the situation came where it's like hey you got this big role coming up but it's during work what are you oh, going to yeah. pick like i should have that aspect of just decision just doing it i should because uh i hear multiple podcasts i hear multiple people always saying like hey if you actually just take a chance on yourself you might end up doing more than you actually thought you might end up being bigger than you actually thought but
1: and if the job or the girlfriend doesn't support you then it's not for you you know you shouldn't have to subdue or minimize yourself to make someone else happy because that's like we are talking about earlier, is that we're, like, is there really meaning to life? Like, no, there's really not. We're just meant to enjoy ourselves. To live day by day. Yeah, that's why we have feeling and sensation, is because that's what we're meant to experience in this empirical world. We're not meant to, you know, not touch, feel, taste, smell, whatever. We're, we're def- definitely much like that, because that's our world.
0: That's that's <laughs> yeah. the best kind of ethic and morals to have is just never really... Don't yeah. don't put yourself in a situation where you're not being yourself mm-hmm. because yourself is pretty much what everybody else sees. And like if yeah. people don't see it in that aspect, then you're kind of being fake or you're kind of not being who you genuinely want to be. Like, I want to be an entertainer. I want to be able to entertain people. But if I kind of like push myself to a sense where i'm just like oh well tonight i'm too tired i can't do this podcast or oh i shouldn't be streaming or blah 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 then it's kind of putting this different sense of who i am yeah in in this perspective
1: it's hampering who you're evolving into yeah and with this sort of stuff you're like building that strength like this is so this is so cool and so like for everybody who doesn't know what what this is. There's, like, lights and cameras and equipment. And, like, as an actress and a producer and director, like, this is stuff we really use. And so it still intimidates me to this day to be, like, working on productions when I see these lights and everything. But you just have to go with it. You have to be a little bit afraid because, like, I feel like under... Like, diamonds are made under pressure. There's so many good things that come from, like, high stressful situations where people just literally just show up and like today i had a meeting with a producer that i i hadn't worked on some things we had talked about at our last meeting so i was like oh i don't know what to tell him like you know i'm gonna just gonna cancel this meeting but then i'm like no he's gonna think i'm lame if i cancel this meeting so i mean he's not gonna want to meet with me again because i i feel like that's a waste of people's time it's like not having that integrity and fulfilling a commitment so I was like yeah i'm gonna take the meeting with him and i'll I'm in control so I'm just going to find something else to talk about. And so we talked about something else and it just like opened up this new world of like new ideas and like new a new avenue that it just felt so like like so good to me cuz I was so scared this morning of approaching that situation but I just did it and then it really like benefited me like it like literally it was like flowers blooming blossoming i was like oh wow that's really cool to experience something like that i was so scared and intimidated you
0: just get get the feeling of it and that that that's true of like any sense like even waking up and working out and stuff you're just like oh i'm so tired i don't want to do it but after you do it you feel so much better about yourself and that's yeah. just putting you in the sense of having a routine or having, like, this sense of, like...
1: Control, too.
0: Yeah, you, you know, like, oh, I can do it no matter what. That's That was the whole principle of, like, Sober October is, like, because I am I really like, you know, having a beer once in a while. Or I really yeah. do like some, like smoking some joints and stuff once in a yeah. while. But there is that sense of, like, if I can take a month off and just really show the self-control of me doing what I need to do when I need to do it... That, that pretty much proves like, oh, why can't I be an actor? Oh, why can't I be a, a pretty talented musician? Because I've really put the dedication and the time into doing it.
1: Yeah, that discipline is so attractive. That's why we think people with like six packs are extremely hot or people that can maintain themselves. That's discipline. Maintenance is discipline. And it's just so attractive. No matter who you are, you're always really attracted to people that are self-disciplined. And I feel like we lose a lot of that in the instant gratification age where it's all about technology and it's always about swiping and it's always about, you know, what's the next thing? It's It should really be about what's enjoying in the moment and what is going to, to produce something over time. Because... Time is our really it's our best friend. It's our most valuable resource, something we never get back. But it's also if we create those routines and good habits, then it the time it it shows you like this this good progression and this good um I can't figure out the words I'm searching for now. It's a freaking shot. But um it shows you like the things that you're you're really capable if you're committed to something over time. Like, you know, your six pack, like you don't you didn't just get that overnight. Like, yeah. you got that through through months and months of singing and working on your breathing and everything like that. And all of this, this whole production, all these episodes you have, you got it from being committed to it and disciplined and doing it. And that's really something that's commendable. And I feel like more people are, should live in the awareness of how much it really takes to just be who you are. And that's like, it's a big commitment. And I feel like... Especially with relationships and... Oh my god, that's scary. <laughs> and you're cool. Um, But it's also just like, um, you know, seeing this change and that change in that self-discipline is like really attractive. Like, it's a quality to have because not everybody can do it. Right? Yeah. That's... Not everybody can do what you do.
0: That That's so true to think about too. But you should always have that aspect of like... I can try to do that because if if you always have the thing like oh I can't do what he does He yeah. he's so talented I can't do that but yet you can you just have to really try and want to do it and that's the hardest part is to get across to people is like the discipline is like yeah. really putting that that extra step and trying to do it Go now that
1: extra mile
0: now when i practice guitar it doesn't seem like a chore it doesn't seem like something that i have to do every day it's just something yeah. that happens compared to other people that i've been i've seen them play for years and years and i'm just like oh wow you make it seem like a chore but it's not it's just something that happens distinctively over time that you just develop, and that's true of any any aspect of what we do in life. Uh, I uh, I have a bad problem of like watching TV shows mm-hmm. and like learning more morals and values from the TV show than I did from my parents because my parents were so young. That they tried to teach me certain morals and values and aspects of life, but it didn't come across to me as well as maybe this great episode of South Park or this great episode of The Simpsons and stuff like that. And one of them that comes up to me a lot is this episode on Rick and Morty where he uh, they go to a physician's office and the, the physician literally, literally says, it's like it's kind of like wiping your own ass. You have to do it because it's beneficial.
1: Yeah,
0: you can be the person that takes a poop, never wipes your ass, and you live your life the way you want to live. But you know that wiping your ass kind of helps you deal with the rest of your life. Like you don't develop these rashes, you don't develop. What a beautiful analogy! It's so weird to think about, but still poetic. it, It still brings so much to the table, where it's just like if you do do these things that everybody kind of doesn't think about anymore, (laughs) it makes you a better person. The same thing with working out and the same thing with like eating healthy and stuff like that. If you just take this time to do it, then you won't think of it as a burden or a chore or... Let it
1: becomes second nature.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And th- and that's the thing that I feel like we're missing nowadays is that it doesn't happen as much. It's like, oh, yeah. I have to practice. Ew. Oh, I have to go to this audition. Ew. Where it's just like, you should go no matter what. You yeah. should do it no matter what because it ends up benefiting you in the long run.
1: Yeah, it's like you don't do it. Ew. Like, yeah. You know, you got to do it. Like, even if... Even if you're unprepared for something, you still gotta do it because that's your integrity on the line. Especially in our industry. Like if you don't show up to the audition, you're the actor who didn't show up to the audition. Yeah, and that, that makes it You're seem, not getting cast. That
0: makes that makes it seem more negative than positive. You're just like, yeah. Oh, I had to I had to ditch today. Well guess what? You're gonna be known as a guy that has to ditch at last minute or something like that. Yeah,
1: and that's very ill.
0: It it is kinda shitty. It's really dumb to deal with. So sometimes. wipe your ass. Make sure to wipe your ass regularly, because <laughs> everybody does every, it. Every poop. <laughs> everybody does it, and if you don't do it, you understand. Dogs
1: the, do it sometimes too. Yeah, you understand the <laughs>
0: benefits of not doing it. That's for sure. Don't
1: don't do it, and then see what. <laughs> that's exactly
0: true. Um,
1: jeez, now I forgot what else I was gonna say. Um, yeah, just. Just do what you
0: got to do. Just do what you got to do, guys. Everybody.
1: and Rick and Morty teaching life lessons.
0: Everything. That, <laughs> that, that's, my, uh, that's what I love about growing up is I feel like I've learned more life lessons from TV than I have my parents. Yeah. No offense on my parents. They did their best they, they can do and stuff. But there's an episode of like this show, Mil- uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, where I learned where okay, like great show. I I learned this this thing where it's like if you're afraid to look stupid, you might not have any fun.
1: That's so true. Yeah, and that's that blow- about just doing it, taking the risk. It
0: blows me away because I'm just like that makes so much sense because yeah. there's so many times that people think the funny things are the stupid things. Yeah, and and growing up that way is just like eh. Well, you know what? It's okay if they don't like me the way they do because I'm having fun doing what I like to do
1: exactly live for yourself and not for people
0: exactly yeah exactly that and that's the same thing with the podcast it's the same thing with my guitar playing that's the same thing with my twitch is like if you don't like the things i'm doing that's okay because i'm having fun doing that i'm having a lot of fun entertaining 700 people i'm having a great time entertaining nine people i'm having a great time with twenty five people liking my post on Instagram, yeah. I'm li- I I like that feeling compared to the other people that's like, oh, you only got twenty five likes. It's just like, who that's cares? Very shallow. I had a great time doing it. That I've, that's the step I'm at. And that's you know
1: the- what I love about your podcast too is that this is really nice equipment, but also like uh it's very wholesome. Like yeah, we've discussed like a lot of topics and everything, but you're not just, like, jacking off on the internet, you know? Like, you're actually getting to know someone new and, you know, learn about my work and share with me your work. And, you know, it's just been so collaborative and just, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a fan of the show. I've watched some of the episodes of Danger and Matt, of course, and some of your guitar playing. But it's just, it's really cool and wholesome to be able to come talk to somebody about, like, who you are and what you're doing rather than kind of focusing on, like, physical aspects of stuff so thank you again for being such a great host and,
0: it, and that's the point too is just being able to have a conversation with people is because yeah. i feel like nowadays that conversation base has kind of like diminished like you can't really talk with somebody for an hour and just have an actual conversation about anything they're always goddamn it they got
1: something to say too
0: <laughs> they're always like looking at you as in a way where they're just like oh hey can I message you? And then that message ends up getting portrayed in a certain way. That isn't the same as the nuance that me and you are having with the facial expressions, the, the cues, the, every little thing that's coming up in our conversation is more impactful than it would be is if I was in a zoom call with you, or if I was in a text message thread or anything like that, it's not the same. And that's the beauty of this podcast is being able to like bring that into light again. It's like, Hey, guys, there's still conversation-based things going on in the world that nobody really listens to anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, by the time we're finished talking, like the election's going to be decided.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's one thing that's still going crazy is like the election thing. Like, oh man, don't even get me started. That's how bad the the election is, is that they want you to just be honed in and talk about that at all times. I
1: know. It feels like they're like dragging it on a little longer too like it's a fucking drama like cliffhanger of the season i'm like what
0: there's going to be what are a
1: lot there's
0: going to be a lot of people too that are just going to be like oh i want to recount or oh i want to hear yeah. all the things that are going on again i'm just like oh god damn it that's so bad
1: yeah i mean where do you think that our future is headed like a, in terms of like people communicating because i feel like at one point they're like technology is developing so fast and they're able to give people metal hips amputees legs arms all that stuff like where do you think our future is headed with people and the internet and sort of technology for where oh my god we're already in 2020
0: a simulation
1: a simulation like black mirror where you
0: literally put on goggles and live your life in that life instead of living the life that we see now like I right mean,
1: how do we know we're not just brains and that's being
0: projects? we don't that's how beautiful this life is is that we don't know right now that this is probably might be a simulation that we don't it even that we're we're in that sense where we don't even know what's going on right now
1: i know right
0: it's blo- it oh blows me away
1: Yeah, in a lot of ways it feels unreal, but in a lot of ways it feels also very human.
0: It does. And it makes us feel more grounded in the sense that we're still not there, even though we might be there. Right now, right now, it makes us feel more at ease. was like, hey, we're trying to work to that.
1: Yeah. Which, which who knows? Epistemologically, we'll never, ever know whether or not we are truly exist. I feel like we're sentient beings, but our... Are we existing or are we part of the matrix? I mean, there's so many ideas out there. So, like, how, how can we decipher what's real and what's not? We,
0: we'll never know. We'll re- really never know. Uh, Riley, we've actually been here for an hour and a half, and these fucking people are bugging me. Oh, my God. Right. So, put any plugs, yeah. anything you want to put in before we end the podcast. Let me know what you want in there.
1: All right, peeps. Check out my YouTube channel. Thank you for listening with me and Angel today um soy mexicanos perdas um visit my youtube riley del rey or my instagram at lana del riley l a n a d e l r i l e y and my i m d b page riley del rey and um yeah, you guys help me with that because we were talking something about this earlier, but a lot of producers and studios right now um, they, oh my god, I
0: have to use have the bathroom to... again. I hate myself. I hate myself oh, yeah. so much, guys. Keep doing the plugs, please. I will be right back. Okay.
1: Oh. Hello? Um, so, hello? Oh, okay, I can hear myself. So, as I... <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, I was saying, Lana Del Riley, or IMDb, Riley Del Rey, R-I-L-E-Y-D-E-L-R-E-Y, or for shits and giggles, look up Riley Ray. I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun with that Google search. Um, But thank you guys again so much. Thank you for watching. And, you know, hashtags, Instagrams, all of that stuff really matters to, like, aspiring actors, producers, directors, because studios do take a look at how many hashtags, how many followers how many um, views you get, and sometimes that can make it or break it for you to get a role or not get a role. So, um, again, props to Angel. He's such an amazing guy. If you guys are in the Albuquerque area or he's visiting you and you know you want to talk more, definitely go on this podcast. It is one to keep your eyes on and to keep your ears glued to. Thank you, guys.
0: Oh, my God, guys. I'm so sorry. What the fuck? This is what happens where you don't drink all of fucking sober October, and then all of a sudden you're just like, hey, guess what? Let's get drunk tonight.
1: I know, right? I got to have another shot.
0: To do that let's do I'll, I'll join you with that one you guys thank you guys for joining you guys are awesome make sure to tune in muse me tv anything muse me tv just google it i swear to god i'll be the first thing that pops up muse me tv we'll be here uh, i'll have a few more guests coming up and uh yeah just make sure to follow me anywhere social media sites lots
1: of cool ass people in it. angels fucking cool
0: so you guys heard it here folks oh my god thank you so much riley for joining us thank you i appreciate you so much you guys make sure to follow do all the stuff that she just uh make sure all the stuff that she just plugged and yeah we'll get back to this all right you guys i love you all be safe oh my
1: god i'm so sorry